0: Hi, everyone. I'm Mayor Sambul Siddiqui.
1: And I'm Alana Mallon, Vice Mayor, and this is our podcast, Women Are Here. Um, it's it's been, been a while. Been, it's been a while. It has been a while. We had a February vacation. And then, I don't know, where did February go? It's almost over. You had a like, President's Day. Oh, right, right, President's Day. Um, so, yeah, we're back. There's been a lot going on. Uh, but unfortunately, we have to tell you about a tragic community event that happened this week. We lost a young uh, CRLS sophomore to suicide, Sina Ball. She passed away on Tuesday. Um, it's, for us, for as a community, I think this one has hit us particularly hard um, to lose someone so young, to, so tragically. Um, Sina was, according to her, teachers hardworking and smart and who made a really lasting impact on her teachers and classmates and those who knew her. And, um, you know, I just, Symbol and I wanted to take this opportunity to check in um, with you all and make sure that you're all checking in with each other and acknowledging this pain as a community. Uh, This year has been so difficult, especially for our young people. And as the mom of two teenagers, I know I've seen um, the mental health Issues that my own kids have gone through, that their friends have gone through. Um, it's just, it's devastating to watch as a as a mom. It's really been devastating to watch our our, our teenagers really struggle with um, not having enough mental health supports. You know, there's just not enough mental health supports right now to support them. And so, um, you know, there's a lot of supports at the high school for our young people. Um, Riverside Community Center has been on site doing, you know check-ins with kids and with teachers as well. Um, This has really rocked our community. And um, I know it's been a really, really hard week, I think for so many people and especially for our CRLS students. So anyways, I, it's just, this has been a really hard week. Um, There's just wanted parents to know that um, if your student needs help, the CRLS Teen Health Center um, is taking appointments, can connect you and refer you. It's 617-665-1548. Um, and Riverside Trauma Center has been working with CRLS, as I said, but you're welcome to call them directly at 888-851-2451. Um, and you can always reach out to assemble and myself. We can connect you or your student to any resources that you need. We're always here, um, again, just such a tragic loss for our community.
0: Very, very sad. And uh, yeah, like Alana said, you know, you're not alone and we have a lot of other organizations too, Samaritans, Inc. and others um, not on this list. So we're happy to connect you. And, you know, we ask that you keep her family, her and your thoughts during this really challenging time.
1: Yeah, and check in on, check in on your people. Um, I think so many people are suffering in silence right now. We're also isolated grown ups kids, everybody, but just check in with people and make sure um, that they're okay. And then they know that you're there. I know I tend to isolate and, um, (laughs) uh, it's hard to know when to reach out. So reach out, reaching out to to people is always a good idea. So reach out to your people. Um, we're all going through a really tough time together. So that was the first thing we really wanted to talk about and address uh early on in the podcast. We um there's certainly a lot always going on right now with COVID-19 and the many many things that we uh are dealing with here. I think one of the things that's on number 1 on people's minds right now are vaccination appointments and um the role that Cambridge Can or can't play uh, in the vaccination rollout right now. So, Sumble, I think you probably have more information on this than I do. So, why don't you take it away?
0: Yeah. So, we um, have some updates on the vaccination rollout. And the updates uh, are as follows basically uh, effective the week of March 1st, the state's no longer going to provide first dose vaccines for individual municipal clinics, except for the 20 uh, disproportionately impacted communities, which do not include Cambridge um, and approved uh, regional collaboratives. Uh, So right now the best option has been for residents to go to the um, mass vaccination sites chain pharmacies, and other retail, um, you know, retail uh, locations. We will hear an update from the city manager on Monday about uh, our uh, latest efforts in trying to become a location and a regional partner through this new Metro North COVID-19 vaccination partnership. Um, And I think, um, you know, we heard last week that there has, we, you know, we are trying to be in, have a site in Cambridge, but there's just been some uphill battles and um, it's been the number one burning questions. We're the fourth largest city in the the state and we, you know, we don't have a, um, a site. Uh, and I know there's a lot of frustration. So those are kind of the big high level updates. Um, Alana, anything else to add?
1: Um, well, I can tell you <laughs> I've been making uh vaccination appointments for the the large regional sites for residents um who have been really frustrated for the past oh god well starting with when we were doing the 75 and over that was easier but once they went to the 65 plus you know it was a little harder to get those appointments but I got about 50 appointments for um residents who were struggling and um you know <laughs> including
0: my mom everyone (laughs) including my mom okay that's friendship she got one for my mom
1: I got one for your mom I was so happy um because I've been so worried about your mom works at Star Market and has every day since you know March 16th last year I know you worry about her so much so yeah it was a pleasure for me to to get that that uh appointment for your mom and she looked so happy thank you for sending me that picture um
0: yeah vaccinated yesterday
1: Yeah, but the so the state has made some significant changes to the website. Uh, So it has been harder to grab those appointments um, for people. I've gotten a couple for um, some some residents that were really, really having a hard time. I got one yesterday and one today. And hopefully I'll be able to continue doing that. And I, I actually cleared up the um, you had a bunch of people that had called your office. And I was Mm -hmm. able to get those folks some, some vaccination appointments. So if you are struggling, please um, let Sumble or myself know. Um, I'm happy to sit on my computer and refresh and and try to get them, I've gotten quite good at it. So if you really are struggling, please let us know. Um, That's been been like my, the balance of my week really has been getting people, (laughs) but people are so happy, you know? Yeah, no, it's so important. It's been so, so hard. Um, And my mom got vaccinated today too.
0: Oh, good.
1: I know, I know. So that's what's going on with the vaccinations. I look forward to hearing what's going to happen with the Metro I, North.
0: I will have to say though, going to Fenway, doing all that, not easy, people. No, and this is like, come on. We, I it was so. If I didn't go with my mom, literally, she would never been to Fenway Park. She had no idea what Fenway Park was, guys. She Did was like, what is the oh. parking? Well, I was able to park easy. Parking wasn't even that bad. It was more, okay, where's gate A? I've been, okay. Uh, okay. I've been to one Red Sox game in my life and I left early. So people, this is where I am on baseball. So anyway, she was like, oh my, this is where it happens. I was like, yeah, but it was just, it was all confusing. And you know, you have to do stuff on your phone. And anyway, like I also looked at, I counted, I was like, how many people of color are here? How, How what? It was me and my mom in line. (gasps) <gasps> I like, literally like I counted we were there for like what not that long again because it moved so fast which was great um but I was just like oh my gosh so that was really that was I was case in point for our earlier discussions I was like who's going to these sites who's oh my getting- god I don't know and Gillette is
1: so far away by the way bye <laughs> never have been there and never going <laughs> I mean, I have been to the, like, outlet stores that are right down the street, but I've never been to Gillette. Um, So what happens, so now what happens for her second shot? Do they sign you up for your appointment then, or what? I signed her up
0: while we were in the observation. Got it.
1: Okay, okay. So once you get your first shot, you go, and they help you get your second one, because it has to be within a certain amount of time, right?
0: Exactly. They say, like, within, for Pfizer, it's, like, three weeks. For Moderna, it's four weeks, and Mm. so she got the Pfizer one yesterday
1: that's what my mom's getting today
0: yeah so we're going we're going back March 18th um but yeah I mean I was like oh maybe my dad can do this by themselves but I'm like nope so you know if you don't have like if you are like I'm, I'm glad I can be there for my parents and do this and take some time out and do it um but like you know if you don't have family if you just don't know how to read or you know write or use technology like this is really difficult I'm I, it's just really hard we need to be going to people with these vaccines you I know, know I did see
1: um Baltimore I think has yeah. these trucks that drive around yeah. to the neighborhoods that's what yeah. I want
0: right we need to have mobile like you know vaccination yeah can we do that yeah, they like literally. Um, I was reading this about this in Baltimore too. They've, and other places, they've outfitted like ambulances and other yeah. things. And like, like, we should, we need to be doing that. We, I mean, we don't have the supply, but I'm like, when we get the supply, hopefully with Johnson Johnson coming online, we'll know today um, and others. Um, but anyway, we yeah.
1: We certainly have vehicles that could be outfitted with um, refrigeration units. Exactly. So yeah, that kind of stuff needs to get planned now. I was looking, I was reading that yesterday, thinking, scheming to myself, let's do it, let's do it. Okay, so the other thing that um, happened uh, in the past couple of weeks is the public health department announced that the first case of the B one three five one COVID nineteen variant reported by the Commonwealth of Massachusetts is a resident of Cambridge. The B one three five one variant was first detected in South Africa. The the woman was a um, in her 20s, and she tested positive for COVID 19 in January. She was isolated in accordance with the guidance from CDC, and there was no known context connected with her case. Um, the detection of the vi- variant comes many weeks after testing positive, as the genome sequencing, which confirms that variant, takes additional time to conduct. You know, the Broad is doing this genome sequencing. There's not many places um, that are doing this type of genome sequencing across the country. So it's amazing that. It's amazing that we have them as a resource in this community. So that um, I think that's kind of our COVID update on vaccines and variants. Um, we do have some good news to announce. Uh, I know our small business community and um, our arts community has been really hit by the COVID-19 pandemic. So we've got some good news around some grants. We've granted out $119,882 to support local music, dance, videos, and literature. 31 projects will receive that grant total funding from Cambridge Arts and the City of Cambridge Local Cultural Council grants. And funded Cambridge projects highlight Indian poetry, Puerto Rican elders, voting rights, queer lives, climate change, the Charles River, and more. So grant funded projects range from a queer Bible musical, which I can't wait to see, um, to a locally made comics festival, which I'm also really excited about, and a documentary about Rodney's bookstore in Central Square. Cambridge Arts tripled its overall funding for grants with support from the city of Cambridge for its current 2020 to 2021 grant cycle, um, which was one of the things that came out of the Mayor's Arts Task Force was there needed to be additional funding for uh, local arts grants. In the past, it had been less than $100,000 a year um, to grant out to artists. And now it's $250,000 a year after um, the Arts Task Force really uncovered that as a need. On top of the um, $28,000 and funding from the state arts agencies the new cambridge local cultural council grants are supported um, by the city of cambridge so we actually had an arts forum last night which was the first one uh we've ever had and it was kind of fun although there's like 150 people there and it's just so weird just sitting in your bedroom like looking at your screen you know what i mean like it's just hard to like talk to that many people and have it feel um like you're connecting uh, but it was myself, um, the city manager who couldn't be there. So there was somebody from his office was there. Uh, Jason Weeks from the Arts Council, Gita Pradhan from the Cambridge Community uh, Foundation, Michael Monestein from the Central Square Business Improvement District, and Lisa Hammerley from the um, Economic Development Division of, the, of CDD. And, you know, we all took a little time to talk about uh, what's been going on in the arts community, uh, in the past couple of years, both talking about the challenges and the losses and um, how devastating some of this was even before COVID-19 for our arts uh, community that we really, as a city, weren't supporting our creative economy as much as we were you know, supporting our innovation economy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then when COVID hit, it was just like <laughs> a devastation. So, there was a real acknowledgement that there was a lot of work to be done before COVID, and now there's certainly even more to be done. Um, and we took questions from the audience. Both uh, people had sent us questions beforehand, and then we took questions live from the audience. You know, it was a good first step. I think we need to do more of those type of forums where we're really talking to people and and hearing from them. Like I said, it's just it's a really hard way to um, to have that conversation where you're. <laughs> where you're like literally looking at a screen it's just your own face (laughs) talking to people it's hard you know it's just I can't wait until we're back um in person in fact the um one of the moderators was like I'm gonna turn the podium over to Alana Mellon," and I was like I wish I was at a podium right now (laughs) in my bedroom in my pajama pants and a blazer
0: you You look good you look good were you really in pajama pants oh yeah yeah you think I'm ever wearing like actual pants yeah, I guess I'm, I'm yeah, I, I, I. yeah, I've been like the least remote out of
1: anyone. Um, <laughs> I know. You have to wear real, like you have to wear real pants all the time.
0: That don't really fit me anymore.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why I don't wear pants anymore. It's really <laughs> just like sweatpants.
0: <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah. Well, thank, thank you for doing all that. It, it looked like a, I was at a different event, um, but I just got to see the all the, the, the Zoom, the footage and pictures from the event. And so I'm glad it went well.
1: Yeah, I'm, um, we're planning to do some more. So stay tuned.
0: Good, good. It's important. Um, what else happened? I mean, everything's a blur. Um, we had a uh, meeting on Monday night. Yeah, we did have a meeting on Monday night, um, which I don't really um, remember uh, much about. But well, you are- go for it. <laughs>
1: There were a couple things. Um, One is um, myself, Councillor McGovern, Councillor Toomey, uh, I think last year put in a policy order for the city to put together home rule legislation to create a fire cadet program similar to the uh, Cambridge police cadet program that we implemented a few years ago. And um, that home rule language was in front of us on Monday night, it has been approved by the city council, we will forward it on to the legislature. This is a really important tool since we have civil service. Um it, it's very difficult to hire um kids from the community, um you know, particularly uh diverse candidates. So having this fire cadet program is a step it's a way for us to diversify our, our um fire personnel and you know, this is something that when we did it for the police department, the fire department was like, hey, what about us? So this is really exciting that it's moving forward and it's got a lot of support. So I'm looking forward to that being online. And that was one of the questions I had asked the city uh, manager was, you know, is this funded through the budget that's coming up? And he said that he would find a way to fund it um, should we get the home rule legislation back and able to put a a program in place pretty quickly. So that's exciting. That was one thing. And then we had... um, a really interesting conversation about a home rule, another home rule um, language legislation that we wanted to put forward for acoustic music um, to be played uh, in non-traditional settings uh, without a license. And um, it was a really interesting conversation around uh, the license commission and what um, their role is and what they their concerns were around this type of, you know, not having to apply for a license if you want to have an acoustic musician. And like I'm telling you, this is like for Porter Square bookstore to have a guy playing um, (laughs) acoustic guitar with a a microphone on a Saturday morning while you're going in to get your bagels and your, and your scones. And uh, you know, it's just a, it's a way to support small businesses to be creative and also to employ some of our musicians uh, in the community. So there was a little bit of a back and forth on that um, and It looks like the city solicitor is putting together home language so that we can forward that onto the legislature as well. So we should have that in front of us in the next couple of weeks. So those were a couple of things. The other thing was we extended the tree protection ordinance um, by another 60 days until April 29th, so that that ordinance language can get worked out and be in front of us. And let's see, what else did we talk about? there weren't, I have to say, there weren't a lot of policy orders. I think the President's Day um, holiday kind of threw everyone. So there wasn't a lot on the agenda for Monday night. I was actually, we were done by 8.30. Were we?
0: Yeah. Oh, wow. I thought we were done by like nine. Oh,
1: no, whatever.
0: I, we were what? done. Yeah, it wasn't as long of a meeting as I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Well, there's always this Monday. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm like, there's always this Monday and then I have a school committee um, as well. Um, this will be a long. Next week's going to be long. But this last week, we we did have a um, meeting on Wednesday around campaign finance, an ordinance meeting. But mm-hmm. again, same situation. We got there and it was like, wait. You know, we had the solicitor's office there. Um, but there were some frustrations. I like, okay, do we need a home rule? Do we not need a home rule? So it's... That's going to, you know, it would have been nice to have that answer. By that day, we know that this letter's office had reached out to the Somerville office like a little bit before, but like this question, I guess, was still not clear.
1: Um, yeah, so Somerville has an ordinance, a city ordinance that limits campaign donations for people who have business before the Somerville City Council. and the the conversation that we had at the committee hearing was the solicitor's office feels that we need to submit home rule legislation and the questions that nine counselors had were why do we need to do that if Somerville didn't need to do that and we didn't really get an answer on that so we're going to we're going to get an answer on that and then we're going to come back together
0: yeah we just what do we what we do often but at least I got home early that night mm mm-hmm and then i've had some school committee updates Uh, excuse me (laughs) as i yawn during the podcast do you want to take a nap are you ready i do i'm in my bed doing this right now (laughs) Um, so yeah a lot of school committee updates we are returning to schools in person
1: Uh, my kids are so excited
0: i'm excited i am excited Um, yeah
1: so my kids are very excited
0: it's, it's good news. Um, you know, it's been a long journey. This is one step. Um, you know, Desi actually came out with some news this week saying by April 5th, we want all LM, anyone who's in elementary school to be in
1: person. You know, I, can we just abolish Desi? Like, can we hashtag abolish Desi? What are they keep coming out with these guidance? Like, I mean, it's like no, no help. Right, right like just bring everybody back but what are they helping with
0: i think the big question for us is like if we've maxed out on that's the distancing right right now we've already reduced it to three for elementary right,
1: like, <laughs> right. Hey, what do we do
0: um you know i think we're i think cambridge is far ahead more far ahead than most districts in this at least with our elementary so i think we may you know but i think there's a big open question about what it means for Whatever the guidance is going to come on for the upper schools and the high school, and with the elementary, the other shift will be, you know, Wednesdays because they're recommending five days a week, right? So, you know, more to come on that. There's never a dull moment in uh, the lives of uh, our uh, the schools. We um we do have we will be doing um, frequent testing um, and something you know I pushed for and you and I have been talking about this for a while. Testing for younger kids. You know, mm-hmm. took you know, <laughs> we talked about it last June, right? Mm-hmm. And so, yep. um, because it wouldn't be logistically feasible. Um, but we will be implementing like a pool testing model, which is what most cities are doing for um
1: Can you describe the pool testing? Because people are like, are people like somebody asked me if kids are spitting into a cup? And I was like, I can guarantee you that's not that is
0: not what pool testing is. No pool. So basically, you know, right now, as we know, um, you know, we have PCR testing, which is that individual nasal swab. Mm -hmm. um, And that's what we'll be doing for six and up. Um, But for five and below, um, really
1: grade you mean, and below.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fifth grade, I believe, b- below. Um, essentially, the way I've described it to people um, is it, it, essentially you have a group, you have a group of kids. Like a classroom or something. Like a classroom, right? Okay. Um, and what happens is you, <laughs> I'm pulling up, I'm pulling it up so that I don't misspeak.
1: The way I'm remembering is, the classroom all does the nasal swab. It all goes in and gets tested together, not to individually, th- right? Yeah, that's the gist of it. And then if they detect a little bit in that big pool, then everyone- Then in individual tests. Then they have to do it. Okay, okay. I was like, this friend of mine, I was like, that's not, they're not spitting in a cup. That's not There's happening.
0: There's no spitting in a cup. Um, <laughs> essentially more than, so more than like 900- Massachusetts schools are actually participating in this model.
1: Oh, I saw that the Broad was talking, or uh, it was in the Globe or something yesterday.
0: Yeah. So swabs are collected from a group. What's being done is from a group of students and teachers, and they go in one tube to be tested together. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and okay. if that is negative, all the individuals are presumed negative. Got if it. the whole sample is positive, then all the students are retested individually to find the positive cases. And then, or- does everyone has to stay home? So. I'm not sure essentially about that and what the quarantine... Okay. All that, but, or, how you know, probably, presumably, you'd have to close the classroom down and, and, you know... Okay. Do all that.
1: Um, I did see that there was a closed classroom at Tobin this week.
0: There is. um, And there's one at King Open, too. Okay. Yeah. You know, we've... You know, it hasn't been there are more cases coming up at some, some schools and others. And I think you had a question around that mm-hmm. um, for FMA and others. And um, one thing that I will be, well, I'm trying to push for is these mini COVID conversations and for there to be office hours for doctors of color. And then obviously it's our CPH staff to talk to families, but on questions they have on testing, on safety and just, you know, we make that connection um, outside of like these, what's happened is there's been a lot of school committee meetings, but as we know. Right. <laughs> who goes to school committee meetings, right? So we really, I, I'm going to be working with Robin Harris to implement some of these office hours by schools for some some families who I've been getting a lot of questions from families of like, why are we seeing cases at this school versus this school like what's it all mean and it's mm-hmm. it's complicated right yeah um, and so i'm not an expert uh, on a lot of this and so um we will be hopefully launching those very soon i wish they had happened sooner um but i think as we consider as we go back it'll be really important
1: i think um th- where i'm seeing sort of the the need for information is through some of our um our families of color that, um, you know, English isn't their first language and they, you know, are first generation, like, you know, some of my daughter's friends, like they're, they're not going back to school because their families just, you know, don't have enough information. Um, you know, it's entirely possible if they had all the information, they would still make the same choice, but, you know, we should at least make sure that we're reaching out to those families really individually and talking about like, what, um, what the testing looks like, what quarantine looks like, what the safety protocols are, what the, you know, what the risks and the, you know, the challenges and the rewards might be, right? Like it's, um, this is a really tricky thing and the more information I think we can get out to families, the better. So hopefully that will help. Um, okay, so we talked about testing, pooled testing. Our kids are going back to school. Um, my So sixth grade to eighth grade, kids are going back two days a week. And then mm-hmm. at the high school, they're going four days on, one week off, four days on. So, and at the high school, they're getting tested twice a week, the weeks that they're there. And at the upper school level, they're getting tested once a week. Yeah. So that's great. I mean, I, Cambridge, I think is probably doing more testing in schools than Anywhere. any other community. Oh, hundred percent. So,
0: yeah. yeah, I mean, I think it's a start and, um, I'm really glad that we are welcoming students back and then making sure also any, anyone who's in learning remotely has what they need as well is key.
1: Okay, um, so that's returning to school. We got a couple of other uh, announcements to make. It sounds like um, you have something on the city council agenda for- um, Yeah, Monday uh, is, for memorial, uh,
0: memorializing- um, covid uh we're looking for a permanent location we actually have one i'm not going to say anything yet but we are i'm going to check out the location soon um that will be a permanent uh, memorial to honor you know the lives we've lost in cambridge to mm-hmm. covid date it's 120 residents unfortunately um and but meanwhile you know through this organization through various organizations and uh, other things, March first is kind of being designated as again, you know, National Day of War uh, Um and you know, there's uh, f- nom- uh there's a group of folks. Uh, it's called the Floral Heart Project, and um, I'll send you the the, the link. But uh, you know, it's basically a a national movement where across the the country, people are joining together to create, uh, volunteers are creating a floral heart um, and laying them, you know, somewhere to pay their respects. So on Monday, we will be laying out, we've ordered a really nice floral arrangement from Central Forests.
1: Oh, they do a nice job.
0: And, uh, you know, we're asking, you know, we're going to have, we can't really gather, right? But I think people can stop by and pay their respects um and we have some volunteer residents who are also um, doing the same and creating that and laying the wreaths on city hall lawn
1: okay so that's on monday
0: it's on monday Um, and then on tuesday there are there's a cambridge housing authority community meeting at six to discuss uh their plans to rebuild uh, 175 affordable units at the Jefferson Park Federal Development and create up to 100 additional units under the affordable housing overlay.
1: I know that's amazing. Um, I look forward to uh, going to that meeting. It's an an incredible tool that has been created uh, this affordable housing overlay, particularly in this case where um, they want it. They need to rebuild some of those units, all of those units, but now oh. they have this opportunity uh, to create these additional units. And as everyone knows, the affordable housing is so scarce, and a um, hundred units will be a really huge, huge, huge boon to um, the affordable housing stock. So, um, so I think
0: one of New Street just happened right last week. or Was it this week? New Street what did you say? or is that next? The one about the one with New Justice Star and New Street, is that next week too? Is I, that they're utilizing the overlay as well.
1: Yes, they are. Um, I'm not sure when that meeting is. Okay. I, I met with them I met with Justice Start a while ago and I'm excited yeah. about that project because as everybody knows, it was scheduled or it was um, you know, originally proposed to be a self-store, like a giant oh, self-storage yeah, unit. That? I remember Woo. that. And um, they were gonna plop on 24 units of affordable housing and we voted it down and then what something amazing happened once we voted it down the woman who um whose family owned the piece of land on new street sold it to Justice and now it's going to be over hundred units of affordable housing in that same location so so great. exciting it's right next to danny he park it's close to the tobin school so great um so i'm not sure when that meeting is maybe it's next week but that's it's nice to hear that's moving along Um, so in some other news, the Cambridge, um, the community development department in collaboration with the center for women in enterprise is kicking off the spring Cambridge 10 week business planning program. This program gives Cambridge entrepreneurs an opportunity to learn about financing, marketing techniques, business plan development, and honing a business pitch at the end of the program. Participants will have developed a full business plan and have an opportunity to pitch their business concept to a jury of entrepreneurship experts. This program is offered twice a year, once in the spring and once in the fall. So if you want more information about that, um, you can check that out on the community development department page of, at the cambridgema.gov. Um, this is, it's so interesting. This was one of the things we talked about at the economic development committee hearing around what are we doing around vacant storefronts and is there a way to link this 10 week you know program you know with the Center for women in enterprise could could we link it with some of that empty space to get these mm-hmm. these businesses kind of up and running in a brick and mortar location so I don't know this is it's a really great program it'd be great to support them in a in a different way
0: yeah, no that's uh really exciting uh, I know a few people have um
1: participated, but
0: I feel like there's always more we can do um This was, I was excited about this. The advanced creative drama with Little Spark Theater um, on Friday, March 5th, 12th, uh, 13th. I'm sorry, March 5th, 12th and 19th at 4 p.m. For kids six to eight, they're invited to join an exploration through um, theater um, uh, and advanced registration is required. So we can share some more information on what they're trying to do for little kids. But it's Well, all you online. love
1: anything that has to do with the theater.
0: I do. It's a three-week s- series, so definitely um, do it. It's all on Zoom, obviously. Obviously. Okay. That's okay. Um, and then another thing related to kids, my office has been partnering with a local nonprofit, Elevate Youth, and the Cambridge Housing Authority's Workforce youth program and now we've partnered with MIT's Office of Government and Community Relations to continue our twenty twenty-one, 21 uh, 2021 local parks program. Um, and this will be for it's free of charge in person, outdoors, and offered to fourth and fifth graders of uh, the Cambridge Public Schools who normally, you know, would not have the opportunity to experience the outdoors in a you know structured environment. This this is like birds. This is, a, you know, building forts and shelter. It's I want to do that. Yeah, I, I, did, I saw a little bit of it, but I, I loved it. And I've been watching these shows called Alone and like other, like they're basically wilderness shows. And it's amazing <laughs> the skills that these people have. But these kids get to start early. So it's going to start the week of March 22nd and run through the fall. Um, it's going to be at Senate Park and then Danahee Park um uh, there's de- more details on you know when um th- and the, the timing and then also participating families will also uh, engage with the Elder- elevate youth's new Eat initiative and receive a free box of um specially cur- curated local produce and dry goods each month Wow! Um, and that's that's going to be paired with virtual cooking classes and education about where our food comes and that's going to be led by local chefs and advocates. Oh my God. You know
1: that, like that's right up my alley.
0: It's right up your alley. So So yeah, definitely kids to, um, participate. And so if you know, families of fourth and fifth graders, um, who are interested, please text Cambridge to 857-995-8050. Um, or you can, um, you know, contact me in my office. So it is exciting. I, I mean, I want to do that. It sounds I so know fun. We do. Honestly, watching these kids last in the fall, like do all these things, and all like the um, facilitators are kids from the workforce.
1: From oh, the work- cute. And it's that's just- like a good age fourth and fifth grade, man. Those are cuties. Cuties. Cute. Um, well, I think that's all we have for this week please note that Sumble and I will have a really exciting announcement next week on a project that we have been working on seemingly 24 mm. hours a day for the past two months yeah, um, so but it is coming together it will um, it's going to be exciting it's really, really exciting, exciting. We've, we've both put in a lot of hard work um, spent more time with Sumble than my own family over the yeah. past two months but it'll be worth it um, so stay tuned for an exciting announcement from Mayor Siddiqui and Vice Mayor Mallon next week. Nice. But in the meantime, enjoy this gorgeous weather today. Because it's been supposed- outside. <gasps> it's so nice out. And I think it's supposed to rain all weekend. Oh long. my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh, by the way, TV, I have a good show for you. What is it? Somebody <laughs> recommended. It's called the Great Pottery Throwdown. And it's, like, the great British baking show, but it's for pottery. And it's, like, all these people that are, like, doing these challenges on this pottery wheel, which looks so hard. Um, And it's, it's like, all these British people, and it's hysterical. It's hysterical. You think I'd like that? I mean. Maybe. I'm, like, totally out of shows. And yeah. I can't watch, like, this week has been so awful that, like, yeah. I can't watch anything, like, sad yeah. or. Yeah yeah so this was like it was a delight just an absolute delight oh, yeah.
0: i need something like you know it's gonna be my typical friday night as you know <laughs> i won't say what you can tell <laughs> people it's um, very exciting very exciting laundry
1: <laughs> salad, salad. <laughs> laundry.
0: <laughs> but yeah i i will watch I, i'll watch it and then i golden globes are on sunday as well so
1: Oh, the other thing is there's a movie that's coming out, I think on Monday, that looks so good. And it's like, looks so good that I wrote it down on my calendar. It's called Moxie. Mm. Uh, And now I can't, of course I can't find it. Um, Yeah, it's called Moxie. Um, And it looks great. It comes out on Netflix and I'm I'm really excited about it. It Okay. Sorry, it comes out Wednesday, March 3rd. So I'm taking the night off to watch that movie.
0: <laughs> I want to take like eight, every day off at this point, but <laughs> um, well, happy watching to everyone.
1: Happy and weekend. Happy Enjoy weekend. the weather. Stay safe. Wear your hey, mask. Be safe. Be safe. No practice social distancing. Okay. Talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.